Updated Definitions for COVID-19 Vaccine Reporting, a conversation with Deborah Wright. Good afternoon and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19 related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who is interested to attend. Today, we will be talking about the National Healthcare Safety Network's updated definitions for COVID-19 vaccine reporting. My name is Kathy Caudill. I'm a communication specialist with Quality Insights. And now I'd like to introduce our guest today, Deborah Wright. Deborah is a quality improvement specialist at Quality Insights. She joined our team after being in the long-term care industry for more than 30 years. She has a wealth of experience in long-term care nursing and management, ranging from certified nursing assistant to vice president of healthcare operations. She is most passionate when working with the MDS process and quality improvement. Deborah, welcome and thank you for joining us today to talk about updates to COVID-19 vaccine reporting. Thanks, Kathy. So to get started, there seems to be a lot of changes to the wording in the updated reporting requirements. Could you explain what primary vaccine series, booster dose, additional dose, and up-to-date mean? Sure. So there, there has been a lot of um, confusion recently simply because um, we've had the, the regulations in updated with the definitions, but NHSN recently came out and said, these are the new, the new definitions for reporting. And some of that is because they follow a quarter and they won't make the changes to their reporting a requirement until the new quarter starts. So um, the most common one obviously is the primary vaccine series, which is defined as the two series dose of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine, which we know as as Pfizer and Moderna, or a single dose of the Janssen or the J&J COVID-19 vaccine. Then the second common is the booster dose. So the booster is defined as the subsequent dose of the vaccine administered to enhance or restore the protection, which might have waned over time after the primary series vaccination. A little less common and um, not captured as often because you need additional documentation is the additional dose. So the additional dose is defined as another dose of the vaccine administered to people who were less likely to mount a protective immune response after their initial vaccination, such as those who were monitored moderately or severely immunocompromised. But for purposes of reporting, unless you have specific documentation that an individual received that additional dose, you need to assume that it's a booster dose. So unless you have documentation and proof that it should be counted as an additional dose, you need to assume that it's a booster dose. So as I said in the beginning, um, even though changes to the vaccine requirements change At any given time, NHSN follows the same definition for an entire quarter. So as of June 27th, for quarter three of NHSN reporting, up-to-date is defined in two categories based on the individual age. 
So first, you had the category of individuals that are under 50 years old, which is probably going to include the majority of your staff, and it's a bit easier to track. So if you have an individual that's under 50 years of age, they need to have received at least one booster dose or recently received all recommended doses in the primary vaccine series, but is not yet eligible for that booster dose. So as we said, that that includes those that completed their two-dose primary series of the Pfizer or the Moderna, and the timeframe for that is less than five months ago. If you received the Johnson & Johnson, then it's less than two months ago. So again, the first category is you're under 50, you received your primary series, and you're either not eligible for a booster, or it's been five months since you've completed your primary series, and you've received one booster dose. So if you've met that criteria, then you're you're up to date if you're under 50. If you're over 50, this is where it gets a little bit more um, harder to track. And they they really are looking at it from a literal um, point of view. So you're over 50 years of age. You've received your primary vaccine series. It's less than five months ago. You're done. If it's over five months ago for the Pfizer or the Moderna, you have received your first booster dose. And then after you received that first booster dose, if it's less than four months, you're up to date. If it's over four months, then you're no longer up to date. So again, you have to have your primary series. If it's over five months from your primary series of the Pfizer and Moderna, you have received a booster dose. And then four months goes by and you get a second booster dose. If it's Johnson & Johnson, it's the two months, your your primary series, two months, your booster, and then the four months and a second booster. So that gets a little bit more um, tricky to to really manage your dates. Um, I recommend that you use the event level reporting that's on NHSN because it does help calculate where an individual would be falling into their reporting. Um, The only other thing that they hit upon again was the moderately to severely immunocompromising conditions. So those cases you've received an additional dose less than three months ago, if the primary series was Pfizer or Moderna, or you received an additional dose less than two months ago, if it was the Johnson and Johnson, and you've received an additional dose and one booster less than four months ago, or you've received the second booster. As many of you know, Quality Insights receives assignments from CMS to reach out to nursing homes that have a resident booster rate less than 75%. What we're starting to see that is as nursing homes are fully understanding these definitions, their booster rate can take a dramatic drop from week to week. For example, if if you had a booster clinic and the majority of your residents received their first booster and now it's four months and one day, technically they're no longer up to date. 
So depending on when you have your next vaccine clinic and when you're doing your weekly reporting, this could really have a big impact on your reporting and your resident booster rates. So, you know, I say that so that you're not surprised if we reach out to you and and together, you know, we can work together to ensure you understand the definitions and help you plan your next vaccine clinic date so that you can keep the resident booster numbers up to date. So with that, before we go into the next step, does anybody have any questions on what is up to date? So we already have a couple questions and I'll read those off to you in a moment. If anyone else also has questions, go ahead and start dropping those into the chat. And in a moment, I will also be sharing my screen so we can um, have that um, schedule from the NHSN that Deb was discussing on our screen while we go over some scenario examples. So uh, Deb, our first question, do you know when the second booster may be available for those under 50 who work in healthcare? I have not heard um, specifically when that's available, depending on your pharmacy. Um, I do know of some people that have gone to the pharmacy and say, look, I'm late 40s. I work in healthcare. I work with COVID individuals. And some pharmacists will take that as though you're compromised and at higher risk and will give you that second booster. But there is nothing in writing and no recommendations um, for under 50 to have a second booster at this time. All right. The second question, is there a way to print the event level report and utilize that report to show which staff or residents that would be eligible for which dose at which time? I do not think that there is. Um, but if there's anybody on the call that does know how to do that, um, please feel free to drop that in the chat and we can help each other with this. But I don't think that there is. And I know that that is why um, some people use their own because they will, you know, the color coding and, and highlighting and, and drawing attention to when their staff or residents are due um, is a feature that they like. So there, there are pros and cons to the event level report. And I think that obviously the biggest pro is that it calculates what you need to code in the NHSN reporting man module. So I know okay. that really didn't help that person, but maybe there's somebody on the call that, that has a, a better answer for that. Yeah. And uh, we'll have another second quick Q&A once we're done with this uh, example scenario session that we're going to do next. So if you do have more questions, uh, keep dropping them into the chat. And also, Deb, do you want us to go ahead and say if people have other topics that they want us to discuss in future webinars, please drop that into the chat too. We would like to see if there's any particular themes or topics that you want us to cover in the future. Sure. Uh, so we're going to move on to um, some resident and staff scenarios and see how you would interpret their vaccine status. These examples are straight from the NHSN examples. So if you participated in their recent trainings, they're going to look familiar to you. But I don't know about you. I need to see it and have time to talk about it. We want to take this time to make sure that you completely understand the term so that your reporting is as accurate as it can be. Kathy is going to put up the table that I summarized for um, 
if under 50 years and if over 50 years so that you can use it at, at, as a reference. I highly recommend that you find this in the NHSN manual, print it, make a copy of it, put it right where you track because um, I find myself looking at it all the time when, I, when I'm looking at the reporting and it's, it's the only way to keep myself straight. So, um, you know, feel free to, to do that and what helps you. And I'd like to add that if anyone is listening to a recorded version of this afterwards, either on YouTube or on our podcast, I will include the link to this document in the description of that episode. And now I think, are you ready to start the poll, Deb? Yep, sure. All right. So the first one is Bill is 65 years old. He received two doses of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine for his primary vaccine series. He later received two booster doses of the Moderna. Second booster was five months ago. Is Bill considered up to date? So in that instance, yes, Bill is up to date with the COVID-19 vaccine because he received two boosters. So the second question, Anne is 20 years old. She received two doses of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Last dose was seven months ago. She has not received any booster doses. Is Anne considered up to date? In this instance, no, Anne is not up to date because she has not received a booster dose, even though she's eligible for it. So remember, Anne is under 50 years old, so she only needs one booster dose to be considered up to date. And it has to be um, after five months. So the next one is Mary is 35 years old. She received two primary series dose of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, and she received one dose of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine two months ago. Is Mary considered up to date? So in this instance, yes, Mary is up to date with the COVID-19 because she's less than 50 and she received the one booster dose. The next one, Tom is 60 years old. He received two doses of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine and one booster dose of the Moderna vaccine four and a half months ago. Is Tom considered up to date? So the answer is no. Tom is not up to date with COVID-19 because he's 60 years old, greater than 50, and received only one booster four and a half months ago. Since it's been more than four months since his booster, Tom is now eligible for a second booster, but has not received it. And that's where the the system is. When I said earlier, the system is literal. If it has been four months and one day, they are no longer considered up to date. So it's, there's, there's that potential for that a week or two for you to go from a hundred percent of being up to date to 0% up to date, depending on when you have your vaccine clinic scheduled for. So the next one is Jackie is 78 years old. She has received two doses of the Moderna vaccine and two booster doses of the Moderna vaccine. Is Jackie considered up to date? So most people, actually all people answered yes for this. That's correct. Yes. Jackie is up to date because she received two booster doses. 
Frank is 70 years old. He received two doses of the Pfizer vaccine with the last dose being given three months ago. Is Frank considered up to date? For this one, most people answered yes. That's correct. So Frank is up to date. It's been more, it's been three months since he received his second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Therefore, he's not eligible for the booster. But remember, once he becomes eligible, it'll be after five months from his last dose. Jane is 19 years old. She only received the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Is Jane considered up to date? For this one, everyone answered no. Right. Because she only, since she had the Pfizer, a Pfizer is a two series. And so she has not completed her primary vaccine series. So no, she is not up to date. And then the last one, Alice received two doses of the Moderna vaccine. She received an additional dose one month ago due to having a moderately immunocompromising condition. She has not received any booster doses yet. Is Alice considered up to date? This one was a little closer. About two thirds of the people said yes, and about a third said no. So the answer is yes. Alice is up to date with her COVID-19 vaccines because she received an additional dose one month ago, which is less than three months ago. Therefore, Alice is not eligible for a booster and will be eligible once it's three months from her additional dose. All right. If you want to contact Deborah directly, you can reach her at 1-800-642-8686 and enter extension 7636. You can also email her at dwright at qualityinsights.org. That's D-W-R-I-G-H-T at qualityinsights.org. And you can check out our other interviews by visiting qualityinsights.org slash Q-I-N slash multimedia. Deborah, thank you for joining us today. Thank you.